don't know. Start recording right away every time. Look at I that. Don't know. That could have been the intro, right? There. <laughs> that could have been it. You want me? I mean, I can. We can reenact it. It's no, fine. it'll never work. It'll never yeah, work. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Baby, if you ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati WK123. <laughs> Nards. Nards. Nards are funny, right? Because, like, balls. Anyway, welcome to Pork Saga. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> what? Wait a minute, everything's uh, crazy. Oh no. Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. To all my people, if you're into He-Man, the Skeletor, the unofficial Revelations companion, it's more than a cartoon, I'm here to let you know, masters of the universe, Revelations, for show, we breaking down the episodes, this is what you need in, before He-Man grab somebody and start eating, from Evil Lynn, Clamp Champ, Tila, and the Man of Arms, they have the power, so come and join the squad, yeah, dear Skeletor, the unofficial Revelations companion, let's go! Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Saga. Well, as you can tell, we decided to have our own multiverse of masterverses by smashing two great shows into one tasty package. So with that, I hold aloft my fancy sword in my hand and say, welcome to Dear Skeletor, the unofficial companion podcast of Masters of the Universe Revelation. Join us as we recap each episode, celebrate the things we love, and discuss the other aspects we may have not liked so much. I'm John, and as always, I am joined by my fantastic co-host Forrest. One addendum to that: uh, we're not going to recap every. We're, we are going to recap the episodes. So it's going to be real fast. So we'll see how we do. <laughs> yep. anyway. They'll all be the elements of each episode will be hit on, but uh, we're not going to dedicate uh, one show for every episode like we did in uh, the Dear Skeletor, and mm-hmm. uh, because. Uh, John, we're busy people. <laughs> we we bit Wait. off a little more than we could chew with two podcasts. Yeah, I mean, at the time when we both decided it, we were like, "Damn, this is a really good idea. <laughs> we're so clever." <laughs> and then we got bombarded with works. Uh, one of us moved out of a state, and then uh, had to settle in that. And I had to settle with the uptick and everything I was doing. So. We just became incredibly busy, and we weren't ever able to cover part two of Masters of the Universe. Uh, Revelations. Yes. Yeah. But much like He-Man, or much like He-Man's friends and compatriots finding the soul of Prince Adam in Paternia, one of our fans reached out to us in one of the many ways to contact us and asked, hey... What about the rest of the, <laughs> what about part two of uh, of Masters of the Universe Revelations? And that's that spurred us. We said, hey, okay, we can't stay in Preternia any longer. We have to come back and sacrifice our chance at heaven. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It sounds that really sounds bad. awful. No, sounds... no, we we wanted to. We we were inspired by the we were inspired by the desire to hear our thoughts on stuff. And when someone says, "Hey, hey, Forrest and John, what's your opinion on something?" and they actually asked for it for once, oh, I mean that that is a kind of catnip that I for one can't uh, resist. 
Exactly. I mean, there was the fact that, uh, you know, super fan Chad did reach out to us relatively soon after it started. And I was like, we'll get to it. I promise, <laughs> promise, 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 promise. Yes, multiple people have reached out. <laughs> and uh, So we're finally making good. And we're going to wrap up the part two of Masters of the Universe Revelations. If you're not familiar with that show, it's a revival of the mainline He-Man canon. Uh, from the 80s cartoon and uh, spearheaded by uh, kind of, I guess, weirdly maybe by uh, sort of, um, what would you call Kevin Smith? He's a he's a uh, podcast impresario now, but also what kind of filmmaker would you say? He's not an indie filmmaker, certainly, although I guess maybe these days that's, he is. No, that's where he got his start. I mean, he was in indie filmmaking with Clerks and yeah, you know, to a lesser degree. Mall rats, even though that was picked up by a bigger, uh, you know, bigger production company and stuff like that. I'd say he's an indie filmmaker through and through, but he's kind of transformed himself into a little bit of a, a uh, you know, some people might call him like, you know, uh, uh, definitely a salesman. There you go. He's turned himself into a Kevin Smith salesman. <laughs> I guess, yeah, he is the... He is sort of basking in the, uh, I, I hesitate to say cult of personality, but it's certainly there are a lot of people who like what he does and the kind of humor he puts out and the kind of podcast he makes and the fact that he really loves smoking weed. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think people glom onto that. And um, But anyway, I think, you know, I don't necessarily, I know that Kevin Smith is a fan of a lot of things from that time area time period i should say mm -hmm. uh and a lot of genre stuff especially but i don't know if he was someone that i immediately connected with masters of the universe but regardless he is one of the reasons why we are getting this netflix series and it was split into two they call them seasons online but i think that's being fairly generous because they are five episode chunks and they're basically just two parts of the same story although i guess you know, that's, I guess, a season of TV, but... I, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, but it's also because the animation itself is mostly 2D with some 3D elements. So I think, you know, going out to the, uh, you know, art houses to get this done, this type of work takes a little bit more effort. And I mean, arguably, I would say that just right off the rip, the season two art was a lot more precise. Mm -hmm. I felt, especially because it was a lot more phonetic than even the last season in terms of combat and stuff. So it's a lot of work. But yeah, I, I feel weird that it was just like, it could have been like part two, just sit within one season. And I think it would have been fine. But yeah. Do you think that's because they had less locations and characters? It just feels like, like you were saying, they picked up, you know, they picked up right after this. And because the locations weren't very... Uh, like diverse, but also like uh, in some cases very nebulous. Yeah, probably easier to be able to put your A team on most of the pieces. Yeah, I think that that's that makes sense to me. Um, but uh, yeah, you can check that out over on Netflix. Both uh, all ten episodes are now out, so you can watch them if you want. And of course, if you pop over to our second podcast. Dear Skeletor, you can listen to all 
I think there were six episodes that we did. Uh, yeah, we did like five, one on each one, and then we did kind of like a wrap-up episode. So you can hear our thoughts about the first part of this whole shebang over there, but we're not going to do a recap of the first part here because this is 100% focused on part two. And uh, I thought what might what might make it fun, both for the audience, hopefully, and for us here is to not do a traditional recap like we might when we do an overview of a season and talk about it. Uh, instead, we're going to try Pop Saga's very first Power Hour drinking game while we recap these episodes. This is, of course, called the I Have the Power Hour. Uh, in order, it's <laughs> thematic, of course, in order to tie in with Masters of the Universe. And so once we start talking about the episode, we're both going to hit a timer. And the deal with power hours is that you have to take a glug uh, or shot or whatever you have of what kind of, you know, whatever kind of uh, beverage, frosty alcoholic beverage you have uh, around you. You have to take one shot per a minute for an entire hour so that is going to be what we're going to be doing and we're going to put a limit on ourselves we're going to talk about this entire season in an entire hour and so if we if it's getting close to the end of the hour and we've got two episodes left you better believe we're gonna be speeding through those babies uh, yes <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wing get this done in 29 minutes. Yeah. I don't know if I can be able to, I, I don't know what type of power hour I got me anymore. Oh yeah, no. I mean, this is uh this is something that I've never done before. Um so I don't think post 40 is the time to start doing power hours, mm. but here we are. <laughs> Here we are. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's the, the the situation in life right now that I don't really want to get it too into because I'm coming here to escape that uh, the horrifying facts therein. But uh, I'm feeling like uh, the, after everything that has happened in the last little while, uh, now is a good time for a power hour. Sure, I'm not going I'm not going to knock that. It definitely has been an interesting time. And, uh, yeah, let's escape to Eternia and uh, see what we can do there. Yeah, maybe after this power hour, we'll be meeting each other in uh, Preternia. <laughs> or Subternia. <laughs> yes. yeah, well, well, get ready for those horny apes. They're coming for you. <laughs> They're coming for you. <laughs> All right, well, I guess without further ado, unless there's anything else you want to cover before we get started, we'll get started. Uh, no, let's, uh, go. You tell me when to go. Okay, well, yeah. I will count us down. All right, um, I'm going to go from three to one, and then after I, uh, on, uh, we'll, uh, we'll do this. I'll do three, two, one, and then you'll go after one. Sound okay. good? Okay, sounds good. All right, three, two, one, go! All right, ten seconds to open up. I've got a Topo Chico margarita-style hard seltzer here. It's prickly pear-flavored. And here we go. First shot. I took way okay. too big of a drink. I took way yeah, too big of a drink. I'm, I'm uh, overzealous. Okay. I, I, I'm drinking a Tom Collins. Okay, let's go. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it's 
It's going to get real wecky. Yeah, wait until I get to the gin and tonic. Anyway, cleaved in twain. While the sorceress Adam and the others look on helplessly, Skeletor exploits his newfound (laughs) power to evil links and plunges a tourney into chaos. Okay, we're going to do that every time. Yeah, of course, we have to. That's going to be fun. Uh, So, yeah, it starts off with a, a Tila flashback. Just to let us know. It's cool seeing the, the sorceress as a mom. And, yeah. of course, they have to set this up. They're like, oh, she's got a hidden power. And guess what? It's going to come out right when she needs it. And, boy, how he does it. <laughs> it it's, it's very situational, that's for sure. But I really do enjoy this scene. And it kind of shows the sacrifice that the uh, sorcerer sorceress took at that moment. Oh, here we go. It's shot All right, two. here we go. Mm. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, isn't it funny that the sorceress always has like a little bit of power when the plot needs her to? Even though, like, they're talking about how all the power is gone and the Skeletor is like absorbed it all for himself, but no, she's got enough power because you know Adam is stabbed still. Mm-hmm. Skeletor is a god. What are they gonna yep. do? Well, no problem. Sorceress teleports them all to safety. Uh, and uh, to the, they get back to the Eternios Palace, and uh, unfortunately, that is her final act as a living person, because she's got to get out of the way. There's a new sorceress coming, we got to get rid of this old one, so Skeletor finally has his revenge, runs her through. Yeah, you think she would have been like, oh, I'm going to go with you all later. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm just going to turn myself young. All right, shot number die. three. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, this is going to be hard. All right. Um, very difficult. <laughs> yep. uh, but the, Tila's starting, you know, she, since she kind of is feeling this this power awaken in her, she is able to heal Adam, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, but It's uh, kind of like her mom's last gift is holding her hands, heals Adam, and then, yeah, it turns to space dust. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, this is like when I think this is when Adam or Skeletor reveals his plan to Evil Lynn. Uh, let's him, her know that he was in the, the scepter the whole time, and he was actually the one draining her of her power gross yeah he's a real piece of shit he's yeah. a real abusive boyfriend i mean not yes, like they is. were together that way but here we go shot number four yeah, all right but uh mm. oh. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah so she and now he's like oh yeah and you'll be the sorceress now but that means she'll be trapped in castle grace it's a real bad deal for Evil Lynn, and even though she's gone through all this character growth in the first part, she's like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> and she gets a cool bat helm and becomes the new sorceress. Yeah, every, you know, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. But with it is you're uh, stuck in the building now. Yeah, and and this is when Skeletor really flexes his godhood by turning everyone into skeletal warriors uh, mm-hmm. and also uh, turns poor old Clamp Champ and Fisto against our heroes. You know what? After Fisto's line, yeah, turn them into fucking Skeletor goons at that point. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to fist you. Shot number five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll drink to that, Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, 
I mean, I was just like, okay, well, that's decadently Kevin Smith. Yeah, this is def- everyone wanted to write this since they introduced or since Fisto, ever since Fisto was a thing, even back in the eighties. But here, exactly. here you go, you got your chance. You got your chance. Turn him into a dirty old uh, dude who um, then turned into yeah, some sort of skeleton zombies, and um, we're attacking you know the group, and they get tra- taken out. Yep, by a grenade that was. Uh, primed and then I guess blown up versus <laughs> just blowing up after you prime it. But whatever, it's a real it's complicated grenade. Yeah, it's definitely different. That's for sure. Um, but that like respite is short lived because Skeletor is at the door. And guess what else is at the door? Shot number six. Ah. <laughs> okay, but, so uh, yeah, Skeletor's back and he. Uh, and then uh, all it seems lost because he's going to kill Adam once and for all. But very conveniently, Adam reveals that he, the power was in him the whole time and he doesn't even need the sword to call it down. Just and like he- Kamala Khan. <laughs> uh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Anyway, he calls it down and turns into savage he-man savage savage he-man yes the first and original he-man this is before they were able to forge the sort of power it was savage he-man and that's him he's savage he-man now it was and that is how that episode ended yep it's a pretty it it seems like we kind of rushed through it, but it was kind of a weirdly light episode. Not a it, lot happens. There's like a lot of like battle stuff that takes up a lot of filler time. Yeah, they back end it. Oh, we like, got it. We got it. All. <laughs> oh, I already took mine. You need to be following. We're on yeah, seven. Yeah. I was almost for those at home. Almost behind. Yeah, we're on seven. Um, All right. So, uh, part two: Reason and Blood. Adam calls down the power of Grayskull without wielding the sword and clashes with Skeletor. Then sets his sights on an improbable target. Indeed. And we should say for the people listening at home who maybe haven't seen it, Savage He-Man is essentially the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> it was very yeah. hulky. Yeah, just blonde hair, even bigger, uh, you know, yeah. wild hair. Like uh, Kazar as well, kind of had that look from it if you ever watched, read those comics from Marvel. No mm-hmm. one did, but, you yep. know. But, <laughs> but, I mean, I did, but no one else did. But anyway, no that's did. what he looks like. All right, I actually here we like go. this version of him. Yep, Shot yep, I'm number ready. eight, very great. Okay. Okay. All, all right. right. Here we go. We're only on episode two. We can do this. <laughs> we can do this. We're good. So then all of a sudden, we get to see what Savage He-Man does. And what he does is punch the shit out of things. Yep, until he's wrecks get- shop. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he can teleport. <laughs> He can, he, he can, he's even more savage as normal He-Man. He gets his axe and he just starts chopping up motherfuckers all while screaming. It's pretty cool, to be he, honest. Yeah, he is a, ser- a mindless brute, but one that is luckily aimed at Skeletor in this moment. But, you know, Skeletor's kind of a god right now. So even though it seems like they kind of get a little bit of an upper hand, of course, Skeletor's superior magic wins out. And Tila is forced to transport all of them to the Mystic Mountains. Yeah, uh, TM, TM. TM, TM. Not to, not to be mistaken with the Misty Mountains. Nope. <laughs> Shot nine. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Ugh, okay. 
Oh my god. Um. So, uh, but you know, He Man is still all savaged up, and mm-hmm. uh, he just goes on a, a wildlife murdering spree uh, once they get to the mountains. Yeah, kills a manticore for some reason. Just right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't really like. In the grand scheme of what happens next, doesn't really matter. No, nope. but it's fine. It seems like it might, but then it one hundred percent doesn't. Yeah. Uh, back at uh, Castle Grayskull, Skeletor's being real gross and abusive, <laughs> and uh, towards Evelyn, and it's really causing her to begin to doubt the the choice that she made by reciting with Skeletor. Yeah, and you would think that like uh, Beast Man. Cheers. Yep, cheers. Uh, uh, yeah, you're okay. You're uh, really good. You know, Beastman is trying to offer some form of words of encouragement, and she's not having it because, you know, Skeletor's grossness is tra- trickling down through evil into others who mm-hmm. even care about her to some degree. And, um, you know, but the big thing is Skeletor's all pissed off that he man could call upon the power of grayskull without using the sword yeah so. again here's another thing that i thought was going to be more of a thing but it's really kind of only in, in this episode yeah i mean it kind of bleeds into the third one but not enough to mean anything like maybe you're thinking the sword of power would be broken again or you know something was going to happen where he's like he doesn't need it at all it was in him but no it just this is their problem right now to make sure Skeletor doesn't go hunting He-Man down Cheers. with his godlike powers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. So he's like, it's basically an excuse for him to be to plant the seeds of doubt in in uh, Evil Lynn's mind. Um, <clears throat> but then we cut back to the Mystic Mountains, and Tila, Cringer, and Andra realize that. Hulkman, as I'll call him from now on, Sounds good. Uh, is headed towards uh, King Randor's hidden camp because, of course, they were evacuated from Eternios. So, uh, so he's just bound. He's Hulk, you know, Hulk jumping uh, over there. And uh, man, uh, the Royal Guard. Maybe he doesn't need the Royal Guard. Maybe Randor can maybe look for somebody else. But you just think they're just not really doing it, or the fact they that they're just there to be punched by other people, or sliced or shot. They don't really do much protecting. It seems like that's fair. Another shot. Cheers. Okay. Good, good lord. So, yeah, that's true. I do. Uh, I do think the ones that threw the chains around the uh, Savage Man were probably the strongest of his guards. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else was throwing ropes, but these yeah, little two were fucking like... lassos. They were at the 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 they were at the uh, rodeo, and uh, what two guys were like? Hey, uh, maybe we use chains. This guy is uh, obviously very strong. He just threw uh, six or seven people to their grisly deaths. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I think, to your point, Randor didn't need them when he had possibly the best way to defuse things. Like he went through some sort of course. About, like, you know, aggressive uh, customer handling or something. Like, he worked retail once. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, anyway. he... Uh, it's funny because, like, 
Randor basically gives this speech about how much of a terrible dad he was, and he really was a, such a terrible dad. Yeah. Because all he did in the cartoon was just like, oh, Prince Adam, you're such a disappointment. He never says anything nice to him. He's like, I wish you were buff and handsome like this other guy I know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but he learned the air of his ways, usually like you do after something tragedy happens and you don't think you'd ever be able to uh, admit that level of guilt. You're ready to live with it, but seeing his son's eyes in uh, Savage uh, Hulk Man yep. <laughs> was enough for him to be able to hug his l giant lats. Yep. <laughs> he just comes up to like his nipple. It's the funny. Mm. They kind of show a wide shot of him hugging his his dad, hugging him. Cheers, and it just looks hilarious because he's like as this tiny creature compared to savage he-man savage he-man is is winding back to smash king randor to smithereens but this hug is all it takes and the power he gives up the power he releases the power mm -hmm. and turns mm -hmm. back into adam um clothes and everything yeah but the clothes puppier they got <laughs> Yeah, he's not just Randor isn't just hugging his naked son at that point, which would be very funny, and I kind of wish they did do. But uh, meanwhile, back at Castle Grayskull, uh, here's the, something I never knew: is that the master suite of Castle Grayskull is in, in the, <laughs> the skull. I mean, where else would you put it? I mean, I don't know, but it is a very funny to think that the the eyes in Castle Grayskull are just big picture windows. I mean, funny for some, but pretty baller Cheers. for others. Cheers. Holy crap. It's super baller, but... Sorry to use that phrase. <laughs> it's, it's super fancy, but... Uh, the the thing is, it's just like to think that if you would be riding by there at nighttime and somebody is just the sorceress is just up there reading a book or sipping tea yeah, in front of the window, it would yeah. really take some of the mystique out of Castle's Grayskull. I think if that was just like, and the beautiful master suite has two amazing windows out of the eyes of the skull. <laughs> And so I didn't know that was the case, and it was very fun to uh, to kind of uh, be introduced to that. So, but up in uh, up in the master suite, uh, Evil Lynn is having a moment. You know, she's really doubting herself, and that's when yeah. her best friend Beastman shows up and tries to give her a little pep talk. Tell her, "Hey, Skeletor doesn't control you. You channel the power." Cheers. <clears throat> and so you need to go. Like you can go out there, and you can like. You you could should be in charge, and of course she is still loyal to Skeletor at that moment. So she says, "Get out of here, you seditious traitor! I'm gonna wear your fucking skin." <laughs> I was like, it, it was aggressive, but you know, it was also like, "I'm gonna give you a chance to get out of here before I have to tattle on you." And um, I guess that was something. Um, until then, she does the whole you know mirror mirror on the wall. Show me all the times that. <laughs> Uh, the power has been given away. Uh, Show me a TikTok compilation of all the times the power has been relinquished, whether uh, willingly or not. And I ask you, what's that got to do with anything? I don't know. I mean, I think that this is to tell us that she is doing some research for what she ends up doing later. It's foreshadowing. Cheers. Okay, this can is done. I'm going to have to open another one. Oh, I'm almost done with mine. Um, but uh, 
So I think I feel like it's it's meant to to foreshadow that, but it again, it doesn't really make sense to based on how she eventually does. Well, you know, spoiler alert. We'll talk about it next episode. But but what she eventually does in the next episode, like I don't know. It uh, it certainly looking back on it was a little bit like, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what does this really mean? I mean, it doesn't mean anything. But there you go. To your point, research has happened. We then jump back to the camp, see that uh, Prince Adam's mom shows up. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a rift between uh, um, the queen and the king um, that is discovered by the fact that, you know, they both thought Adam died. King Randor was mad at Cheers. her. F- oh, shit. All right. <laughs> All right, number two, I'm going to go for... A, uh, I'm going to go for the pineapple flavor next. Pima, pine, tropical pineapple margarita style. Seltzer from Topo Chico. Kupo uh, Spirits Gin and Tonic. I'm having another one. Anyway. Uh, yeah. They broke up and were f- fractured, but they were still, um, they were going to separate and go their separate ways until they were forced onto the, um, the bird plane thing that is totally escaping my brain now. And flown to the misty, I mean, mystic mountains. Yep. <coughs> yeah, yeah. that must have been a kick to the gut when Adam finds out that not only uh, has he been dead, but also that it caused his parents to divorce. I mean, he can't help dying. Right, you know, exactly. But uh, whatever. But that was a little Cheers. bit kick. Oh, fuck, already? <laughs> okay. Um, and that's, uh, and that's it for the app. Yep. So we jump to, uh, part two, episode three, the gutter rat. As evil in begins to doubt Skeletor's motive, she recalls how she first met the power mad tyrant and ultimately decides to make an unexpected move. Not very unexpected, but, um, yeah, this, I, this is actually probably one of my favorite episodes out of the, uh, out, of, out of the bunch myself. Mm-hmm. It's um, a good one. Yeah, I mean, there's some parts in it that feels like decadently uh, Kevin Smith. Okay, uh, well, you'll have to, to point those out when we come to it. Yeah, get us there. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, you get us there. But uh, Randor is, sets up uh, Andra with a place in the Royal Guard, and this will kind of kind of sets her up for what happens at the end of the series. Uh, but she gets, a, she gets an official spot. Cheers. I'm waiting for this to get all the way down. Mm. And uh, evil, uh, evil Lynn then goes to interrogate Man at Arms, uh, who last episode, or I think it was yeah, that was the last episode. He uh, he beat up a bunch of tentacles in his jail cell. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, instead of her kind of uh, gloating at him, he's able to do a little bit of emotional judo and uh, and and pities him instead, and it's very effective. Really sows the seeds of doubt. Well, he is the most dangerous man in Eternia. Yeah, he's got <laughs> his weapons aren't just like wrist rockets and cool armor. He's also gonna make you feel real bad. <laughs> 
Yeah, like he gets, he gets, he he does a a masterful job. And a cheers to you, sir. Shot oh of my god! Already, oh my god! Already, Jesus. We actually may complete this before an hour. So, oh, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go, because we're already in episode three. And there's only five episodes. Um, but uh. And then, she, you know, she, Evelyn goes to talk to old Skelebones, and uh, and uh, that's when Skeletor reveals his master plan. There is an upcoming celestial apex, and mm-hmm. he is going to use that to become even more powerful. And this time, trust me, everybody, this time, I'll really kill uh, a He-Man. Um, but in showing sort of the universe to evil Lynn, she realizes that it's just chaos and it's meaningless. And that gives her not only a crisis of consciousness in her relationship, but also, cheers, uh, an existential crisis because she becomes very nihilistic because she can see the, the underpinnings of the universe and it's all chaos. It's nothing. There's no order to anything. It means nothing. It means nothing at all kind of shows through her origins as well right because she she runs off and then beast man's like hey what's up sis she's like do you know my origins and this was the silliest damn thing i ever saw real sad you get it but we learn the origins of how evil i met skeletor uh she was a young child and her parents decided to eat her yeah just for context her parents were so poor that and hungry that they decided <laughs> to, to eat, eat their her. child and i mean like one had a fork and a knife and the other one had a cleaver yeah what would what did they go through before that <laughs> yeah i i cheers. need cheers what did they <sighs> did they try to eat some rats did they try to I, eat did they boil shoe leather what else did they <laughs> go through give, but they were they were like well the kids looking juicy <laughs> Like, at no point did they try to steal anything, mug somebody, or anything else. At some point, between boiled shoe leather, they were like, hmm, I think it's time to eat our kid. <laughs> you at know, least uh, we called her Evil Lynn. That's her, that's her given name. But I'm thinking she might be Tasty Lynn. <laughs> yeah. Savory Lynn. <laughs> I mean, I got some onions and carrots that we could... I mean, this was <laughs> holy shit. So she escapes to the sewers and lives there for twenty, 20 years. years. <laughs> She's lived in the sewers longer than the Ninja Turtles did. <laughs> and then, uh, cheers, cheers, cheers. And then, like the so, she discovers that she has a little bit of magical affinity. And the uh-huh. first time she tries to come out of the sewer, which, by the way, she looks fantastic for living I mean, in the sewer for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, I live in pretty well comfort. I don't look that good. No, <laughs> I can. I take a shower. I go through an entire, like, uh, beauty Regimen. routine mm-hmm, with, I've mm-hmm. got oils from my beard and, and, and special serums. pastes for my hair and and I'm washing my, uh, scrubbing my face with exfoliating body watches. I look like I lived in a sewer for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, after the bare all minimum. That. She's like, she could be on any uh, uh, magazine cover for yeah. sure. She's going to a, a Turnia's next top model 
right mm-hmm. after this. But uh, yeah, so she looks fantastic considering the circumstances, but that doesn't... Uh, cheers. This is shot 25 for those keeping track. <sighs> okay. Um, so excuse my burp. Uh, but uh, yeah, she... Uh, is uh, uh, nevertheless attacked almost immediately by two uh, th- two uh, rough characters. Guards. Yeah. And is immediately saved by Skeletor for some reason. Yeah, he comes out of Portal, and he. I like this Easter egg. You can see the symbol of Hordak on his belt. Yeah, he's in his, hor- his throwback Hordak. <laughs> his throwback yeah. Hordak, you know. His throw deck. Yep, his throw deck. His uh, thror deck. Yeah, he's got the. He has got the old school outfit on. Yep, and he's like, "Come with me if you want to live," sort of, and um, trains her, teaches her how to fight. Cheers. And um, but man, you keep you keep jumping the gun, man. We got. We got six seconds on my thing. Oh, really? Well, I'm just saying it when my stuff goes off, so I guess we're just six seconds oh, off. that means I'm drinking early. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> so we learn that origin, and then you just learn, damn, Skeletor has just been a, a abusive prick this whole time. Yeah, she makes Even- it very clear. She says, I hated him, but I owed him my life, so she didn't feel like she felt like there wasn't anything to do, uh, anything else she could do. And I, I guess it makes sense that she was just living in the sewer for twenty years. Yeah, like there's, I, I guess any mobility in certain instances is like, well, I could be in the sewer again. Um, but it's definitely not a very healthy relationship. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, and uh, so after we get that. Uh, we switch back to uh, the encampment in the Mystic Mountains, and we get a little bit of back and forth between Adam and Tila, where Adam is again given the opportunity to apologize to lying for uh, before lying to <laughs> right. I almost forgot that one for lying to uh, Tila all those years about her mom, and she was like, "And eh, this part, this one, I'm not too mad about." <laughs> I I kind of knew it, so it's fine. I had seven, uh, or yeah, at this point, seven episodes to get over it. Yeah, and it, it's funny because I mean they can't go through that whole thing where she's pissed at him again, but she rightfully should be. But she's like, eh, well, you know, uh, she could have told me, which is true. <laughs> she could have said anything. She's like, any time we went to Castle Grey School, she's been could have been like, BT Dubs, I'm your mom. Have fun in the, on the mission. We'll talk about it when you get back. <laughs> uh, and uh, a cheers to you. Cheers. And then we get to the best part of the episode. Right? Which is... Uh, we're, back, we're back in Castle Grayskull. We are indeed. And Evelyn is going to... Has, has finally decided... She's had enough of this garbage, and she's going to do her plan. Yeah, which is use, um, I mean, I don't know. She's going to seduce a Skeletor. That's right. She's finally like, hey, you know, I've always found, I've, I've loved guys with strong cheekbones. <laughs> and, and teeth for and, lips. <laughs> yep. And you, uh, I could see your cheekbones, and they're very strong. And uh, 
Yeah, but she's like, hey, but first, I don't want to kiss your, your... You've got all that green fire. Uh, and who knows what happened to your junk when you turned into a god. Is it also on fire? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't want fire drunk. Cheers. Cheers. Jesus. But, uh, but, uh, and she is like, uh, uh, so turn back into old sexy Skeletor and I'll show you a, a good time. And, uh, so he's like, of course, he's a, a horny, weird purple guy. So he's like, oh, yes, right away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he basically trips <laughs> over his underpants trying to turn back into Skeletor and, uh, yeah, this this part I like this episode a lot. This part kind of made me think about w- how this would work, and that kind of was not something I wanted to think about. I don't want to think about Skeletor's unit or if it's also made of bones like his face. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't I know mean, what Skeletor's pack. Uh, cheers. Cheers. I don't know what he's packing downstairs, but. Uh, I, I just feel like it was such a, uh, a, I don't I hate to use this term, but like easy way to get to it versus, I don't know, her being like, you know what? I do control the flow of power. Yeah. This is all mine. And just maybe use that research she did in the previous episode. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do some sort of incantation or something or uh spoiler alert, just do what, uh, Fucking uh, Orko does later. <laughs> yeah, like anything other than like, oh, yeah, I'm going to seduce this dude. And then when he's not looking, I'm going to go ahead and take his sword. Yeah, she throws him onto the throne and then straddles him. And I'm just like, ooh, everything that's happening right now is making me wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, oh, when she kisses his fucking teeth, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> cheers, by the oh, way. Oh, cheers. Oh. Cheers to making out with gross, what has to be squeaky, shiny skull teeth. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, And when that goes down, that's when she gets that power sword. Yep, she's got that power sword. She's like, I wanted to get to the point or whatever. And she's like, that's not the point I wanted to get to. And then she grabs the power sword and she's like, hey, what would happen if I called down the power? And she does. And she turns yoked. She gets a new haircut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New haircut. Emblem's still with the H on it for some reason. Everyone gets the H. Everyone gets it, so it's not, like, ubiquitous to... It's not a He-Man-specific thing. Yeah. And then, um... Yeah, she's yoked, and she's like, forget shoes. And I'm going to have other powers that even, like, uh, Skeletor... Didn't exhibit, but we have buff super evil Lynn, and uh, she's learned well from Skeletor because, as you know, Prince Adam and Tila are are talking in the Skyrider or whatever the the bird ship. Uh, evil Lynn does that giant hologram thing over all <laughs> yeah. of Eternia. Here's my like, question: Why doesn't He Man ever do, do that? It seems like everyone else with the power is able to do a fucking uh, a planet-wide announcement. There's a lot that he doesn't do with the power. Like, why doesn't he fly? (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's a lot. But I think it maybe it really proves his level of self-control over how much he uses it. 
and only using it, whatever. But in her case, she's like, check this out. Hey, everybody. I just found out like the universe is BS. Cheers. And I'm going to show you so much so by destroying heaven. <laughs> so, <laughs> she proves her power by being like, guess what? I have lost faith. And now you can too by destroying Preternia and everyone in it, except that nobody gets there except heroes. So what's the point? I mean, maybe it's like what you work towards because you found out that heaven consists of dinosaurs and heroes. <laughs> Just like that's where I want to go. When I die. But literally, they set up in that episode that no one can get there except the grand heroes of Eternia. So I like, like, what's your point? You were there, Evelyn. You, and by the way, guess what? When she has the power, her name is not Evelyn. So now we must refer to her as Darklyn. Yeah, well, I mean that doesn't work too well. No, whatever. it does not. It's bad. I mean, evil, evil Lynn, I guess could have worked too. Yeah, but... evilist Lynn. Evilist Lynn, I like that. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I almost cheered with my empty hand. Oh. <laughs> that's the point we're getting to ladies and yeah games. and then i like um uh what uh the queen when she's just like she blew up heaven queen marlena <laughs> she blew up heaven <laughs> yeah. and then they're like oh we gotta figure this plan out and then there's a knock on the door guess who it is <laughs> Skeletor. Skeletor. And he's like, invite me in, assholes. Yeah, listen here, boobs. Get me in. Yeah, you I know I boob. Yeah, I totally gave up the power by my choice. Uh, obviously, it wasn't anything nefarious. Stop looking at my crotch. <laughs> yep. Wait, uh, Skeletor, why do you have a book over your crotch? <laughs> it's a book of magic, damn it, and it needs to be kept at crotch level. Cheers. Here's God damn again. But that's the end of episode three. That's We're it. We're now on to episode four, Hope for a Destination. Aware of her legacy, Tila tries to manifest her powers to call for aid in their struggle against evilist Lynn while Adam partners with an unlikely ally. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and so Evil Lynn is now called Dark Lynn, and I just want to point out that that is actually less evil sounding than Evil Lynn. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like two steps a move. It just sounds like a goth name at that point. Yeah, so Adam and Skeletor begin to to, to plot to take down Evil Lynn together, which is like just the weirdest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. I mean, I guess it, you know, strange bedfellows. So yeah. This works. It's kind of fun. Uh, and uh, evil. Meanwhile, Evil Lynn goes through a, sort of a psychedelic journey through space. And oh, here we go. Number thirty-six here down the old hatch. But she goes through a psychedelic journey through space and time, and uh, everything she sees makes her even more nihilistic, including seeing the god Zor, the original god dying before the end of time. And that just all makes her just convinced that she's right. Nothing matters then everyone should die. Yep. Which is fun. But <laughs> yeah, Adam and Skeletor are going, Prince Adam and Skeletor are going, just calling him Adam is funny. He just sounds like somebody who works at a bank. But, uh, <laughs> Costco. Exactly. Uh, co friendly Costco, uh, checker Adam and Skeletor, uh, arrive at Castle Grayskull and start, uh, battling Darklyn. 
But the thing is, it's just a ruse. A clever ruse. Indeed, because Andra and Tila are going to sneak into Castle Grayskull because, of course, Tila needs to uh, pump up her power level by going to the what's it, the Tides of Transformation, which are located beneath... Oh, by the way, cheers. Yep, cheers. ...are located beneath Castle Grayskull. And uh, the only way to get there is through the sewer, I guess? Yeah, I mean, you might as well. Uh, a, she tried the... Can I just say real quick? It's mm. a very complex super sewer system for just the sorceress. That means a lot of shit down there. <laughs> Does she take the sorceress to take magical, massively magical shits or what? Yeah, there's super dukes going on down there. Yep. I mean, I bet you those magical dukes are like worth some money on the streets of Eternos. <laughs> So you're Straight saying there's up. a lot of people going down there. You're saying that the the fellows we run into later were there, like just a hands outstretched, cupped, waiting to catch some of those super dukes. Exactly. It's like Jenkum. You can get high on that shit for days. <laughs> so you're saying that. Uh, by the way, uh, cheers. Oh my god. We. <laughs> you're saying that. <laughs> You're oh. saying that Spikor, Webster, Clawful, Blade from yeah, the movie. Yeah, which was great. Which was great. And Pig Boy. And Pig Boy. And yeah. uh, Goatman are, are just like, they're always in the Gray Skull sewers. <laughs> yeah, they're getting, them, they're getting them fumes. I mean, look at the group, they're of course. In, they've got a paper bag filled with magical dumps. <laughs> magical jinkum, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's too uh, many. There's too many of these. Um, uh, we forgot to mention that Tila tried to send off a magical broadcast to uh, uh, gain th- all the support of all of Eternia. Yes, yeah, a psychic broadcast. To, to, no. Okay, uh, by the way, cheers. I got to open up a new one. This is the signature margarita flavor from Tobo Chico. <clears throat> Mm. Oh, I'm getting sick of the taste of these. All right. Uh, <laughs> why does this one taste like garbage a little bit? <laughs> okay. <laughs> tastes like magical dukes. Anyway. <laughs> magical jank. <laughs> um, but they're, so they're down in the sewers of, uh, beautiful sewers of uh, Grayskull. And, um, you know, they're fighting back and forth. And then uh, uh, the tentacles come and save them. Yep, <laughs> but guess who is down with the tentacles? Fucking man in arms, the most dangerous man in the fucking universe. That's right, and he's somehow escaped, I guess, with the aid of the tentacles? Yeah, I think so. I he guess they made they him <laughs> after he kicked yeah. their ass. Cheers, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so, uh... And he's like... And Tila, you gotta be the sorceress. Listen, I know you're not. You're thinking, oh, do I really want to live in this out in this place forever, and just like send a dude off on quests constantly? But uh, no, he's like, you gotta do it. It's your birthright. But yep. uh, meanwhile, outside, Randor and Melina show up and they reconcile. And just then, they turn around and guess what? Her psychic call worked. The people of Eternia are here, and they've got pitchforks, and they've got grit and determination, and a death wish, apparently. 
And, and, and one does have a club. But, you know, it's always cool to see these scenes. Like, you you knew it was going to work, right? Just by yeah. the way these type of shows happen. Cheers, by the way. You knew, man, you I swear your six seconds keep jumping by six seconds. I don't know what to tell you. It's just a, I mean, I'm still on eight on mine right now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This, this is just the blame the power hour drinking game timer. That's the power hour dot beer for having us so out of sync. We're in the ta- uh, same time zone. Just your dumb game. Yeah, okay, uh, but not in the same brain zone. So the, the people of Eternos, Eternia show up. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And at this point, you know, Adam and Skeletor are fighting evil. And honestly, a pretty cool battle. We do lose Panthor. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Panthor. And uh, the and um, uh, Beast Band gets turned into an actual beast. Yeah, because why not? Versus just a bigger version of him. Like, uh, whatever. But it's cool to kind of see Skeletor do all his magic tricks and Prince Adam. You know, trying to keep up. Yep. Cheers. <sighs> mm. <laughs> this was a bad idea. That's right. Three Topo Chicos in, and I'm uh, starting to sound like Michael McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael, let's continue. Here we go on the next part of the episode. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, so the people of Turnos are coming, and all of a sudden, you know, Adam's like, no one will fight for you. There's no one left alive that will fight for you, which is the worst thing ever because it gives evil, uh, evilist Lynn the greatest yeah, idea. He man- he just Mr. Fantastic to her from uh, Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> exactly. Oh, spoilers, spoilers. Shit. <laughs> anyway, um, um, and she summons the, the beings of Subturnia. Including uh, def- Scaglow. Yeah, so we got a little Tony Todd. We got a little Tony Todd. We got a little, oh my God. <laughs> so no. there's so there's horny beast. Right, and- the horny apes make a t- return. They, I can't tell you how excited I was to see that the horny apes were making a comeback. Yeah, and then Scareglow's there, all cool. And then it's a, it's a real fucking shit fest. Yeah, the battle commences, and it is not looking good for our heroes and the population of Eternia. But that's it for episode four. All right, episode five, season two, comes with everything you see here. Tila assumes her new role, and Adam reclaims the sword of power as the final confrontation for the fate of Eternia, and the entire universe begins. Can I just say right off the bat that that synopsis was just gave away everything that's going to happen in the episode. Hey, I didn't write it. Yeah. But whoever's writing <laughs> yeah. it, bad job. By the way, yeah. I want to say a big cheers to you out yeah. there. And here way to and bury the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, instead of being like, some shit happens. Yeah. and the Or you could have just left the, the final confrontation for the fate of attorney and the entire universe begins. That's all you could have just said. You're just like, no. Oh, all these- shot. <laughs> oh, no, I already did mine, but... Uh, Oh, I did too then. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So, while the battle rages outside, in the tides of transformation, Tila decides that, hey, guess what? You know, the the ghost of my mom told me 
that I had to give up all of my earthly connections. But you know what? My connections make me stronger, so I'm not going to do that. And the power's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. No one, I mean, it's always been there before, but... Uh... Do you think the original sorceress is just like, what the oh. fuck? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Are you for oh. real? I could have done that the whole time. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what happens when you start getting into them uh, Gen Z internians. Mm -hmm. They just start thinking these outside things of Cheers, treating by the people with respect. Okay, here we go. Yeah, exactly. So it's real. It's it's funny because she's just like, nah, I don't want to do that. And the power's like, well, I guess you'll have it anyway. <laughs> it's just very convenient. But it works. And I wonder, mm -hmm. and of course, the, I'm sure her mom is pissed that she could have done that the whole time, but just didn't think of asking. <laughs> exactly. But here's the thing. Because mm. Darklin summoned all of Subternia, guess who else is dead? Orko is back, just as I predicted. <laughs> we didn't see the body, and so Orko is back, baby. No, he came back because she raised the dead. The mother, he was dead. Doesn't matter, he came back, but just like I said was, was going to happen. I called That's it. That's fine, but you didn't really, because it wasn't like he came back to life. It doesn't. He was just oh, no. zomb zomco. He does come back to life. Spoilers, no. spoilers. He does come back to life in a way. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that part as well. By the well, way, well, uh, cheers. Yep, cheers. Mm-hmm. But, but, no, uh, he's zomco. Right. Well, he is right he, now, but he is, uh, no, he's, he's Orko the White. He's yeah, which he, 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 that's true. <laughs> true. He pulled a Gandalf. <laughs> he got saved one. by a butterfly and a giant fucking griffin. <laughs> yep, he's the only one who gets different clothes <laughs> when he comes griffin, back. Giant eagle. Yeah. He flies off, he comes back, and he's like, I'm going to wade into a horde of horny beasts. Yep. And he is, uh, uh, he is suddenly competent, and uh, he gets sort of, sort of a rematch with uh, Scareglow, even though he already... <laughs> He already Kick won the last free match, yeah. so this is a weird sort of like his his like uh, return to greatness is a, kind of a weird rehash of the battle that they already had. Cheers, by the mm -hmm. way. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, so cold. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so. Uh, he also uses his magic to uh, snatch the sword of power from Evil Lynn and give it back to Adam so he can transform back to He-Man so a ton of anime-style fight scenes can happen. Thankfully. I'm so glad this happens. Uh, He-Man not only... or Adam doesn't turn himself just into He-Man. He also transforms uh, Cringer into Battle Cat. And more importantly, Skeletor into his amped up Skeletor. Yeah, version. he gets turned Skeletor into Skeletor. To yep. at which Skeletor goes, "What? <laughs> Why are you doing this? This this is kind of stupid. You're gonna see me do something everyone's expecting me to do halfway through this episode." Yeah, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, by the way. Oh my fucking lord! I mean, it's cool. Oh yeah, no, I've never been better. Um. <laughs> Oh, no, okay, so let's focus here. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Skeletor, he, gets, he gives all sorts of people back their power, but uh, it almost seems too late because Dark Lynn has absorbed the power of the Celestial Apex, mm -hmm. and it seems all is lost until she is confronted by the newly ensorcelled 
Tila. That's right. She's back, and she is officially now the Sorcerer Supreme <laughs> of this universe. Yeah, I like the outfit. It's a got nice blend. I yeah. guess she decided, you know, like the wings grew her hair out a little bit, but it it was cool to see. Not bad. Um, yeah, not bad. And and more yoked because why not? That's, anytime you get power, you got to get the muscles too. Cheers. Bye. I do. Okay, here we go. Already, we are on shot number fifteen <laughs> or 49, no, 40, 49. 49, 49. Holy shit! It's Don't tell me blur. I'm a minute and six behind. <clears throat> Um, and then you know, Evelyn's like, "Ha, ah, congrats, you uh, got the power!" But check this out, I'm going outside. <laughs> <laughs> and Tila's like, "Uh, check this out." And she goes outside too. She's like, "I broke the rules." Yep. <laughs> She's just like, I, "I guess what? All you had to do is say no, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> I choose not to check off that terms of service box, and they still give me the powers. <laughs> Exactly. They're just like, well, geez, no one ever asked before. Damn it. She's, well, you got us she, on a technicality. She is strictly necessary cookies only. You're not getting any <laughs> Don't do the don't track me for marketing purposes, Evil. Right. Well, you still can go to the site. It's fine. Cheers. Okay. Shot fifty. Okay. So they have a cool anime fight in the sky for a little bit. They really do. I mean, they they are tra- and then they are transported uh, to a different place where they can really do an anime fight. Yeah, I mean, this is where I think all the money for animation oh, went, yeah. and all the money for backgrounds oh, yeah. were like, mm, don't worry about it. Yeah, this 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 from here on out, the animation gets incredible. Yeah, that's uh, great. In a way that it's just like they, they saved all of their animation dollars for this last, like, you know, five, ten minutes. But, uh, yeah, so they um, they have a fight. And, of course, uh, they're, as they're fighting, Skeletor, as you alluded to earlier, now believing that all is lost, decides to sort of, you know, salvage. He's like, well, at least I can kill He-Man. So he's got it because he's still God-powered up. So he's like... I'm turning on you. <laughs> I bet you didn't realize this was coming. By the way, cheers. <clears throat> and they have a fun, they have a really fun anime fight. Uh, in fact, like, I think it was before this, but the part where Adam, like, does all sorts of crazy stuff and the screen goes black and white and just does that crazy animation of the H logo. Some of the oh, coolest that's... T-Man stuff I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, like, when they send in Ram Man, voiced by Danny Trejo, which is great. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he's outside, and he just is... It's like He-Man unleashed. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, 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 you know, like, I can use the sword because they're fucking demons. Yeah, exactly. So he's hacking through them. And yeah, then the animation H across was like, let's go. This this is the shit right <laughs> here. Thank shit. you. This is, this is what I was looking for. Yeah. But after him and, and Skeletor fight... Much like it is said in our theme song, He-Man does what we've all been waiting for him to do, and he yeets Skeletor into the, the horizon, turning him into a little sparkle. I'll cheers to that, since we're now on the right. shot. <laughs> That's incredible. It's so cool. Yeah. Finally, finally art imitates life. Yep, and uh, Skeletor is yeeted into the distance. But back at the dawn of the universe, Tila 
reveals something. It seems all is lost again. She's got, you know, uh, Evelyn, or Darklyn, I should say, has got the some mystical chains around Tila, and uh, the stars start blinking out, and uh, it seems like it's, <laughs> I sounded like George McFly there. <laughs> and the stars are blinking out in the sky. Um... <laughs> But uh, uh, and you, but then Tila's like, "Hey, you're not trapped in here with me." I, or no, you're. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. I brought you here to show you that the sacrifice of Zor was not just some random thing that happened and that gods died at the dawn of time. Cheers. No, cheers, of course. No, uh, we actually, you know, this he his death brought up like put magic into the world and love and beauty and that really resonates with uh, uh darklyn and she relinquishes the power uh on her own terms yeah no that was that was a uh, moving yeah you know it was, it was good <clears throat> to see that and kind of it kind of showed that evil and didn't pay attention to the whole event she saw the event and was like ah this proves my point but seeing the after effect was what was really needed or the the perception to see it the way that like tila and mm-hmm. cheers all the other sources sources are sorcerer or i can't say it yeah uh, saw it beforehand yeah and so she gives back the power tila transports them back to the battlefield in front of castle grayskull and uh basically uses her power and with the assistance of he-man uh and reverses the spell that summoned all the dead and uh, then <laughs> there's a sequence that i thought was extremely funny where ever all the the dead ghosts start being sort of uh, you know vanishing and and returning to subternia and then of course orko starts going back to and then he's like, oh, oh, geez, oh, I didn't, oh, okay, I guess I have to go now. <laughs> and Tila goes, oh, geez, I'm so sorry, oh, no, I didn't realize that this was going to happen. And so he starts floating, he has a very sort of, like, uh, heartfelt goodbye. Cheers, by the way. Oh, yep. And uh, he starts floating away, and then Evelyn just grabs him and keeps him from ascending. And that's all that needed to happen. <laughs> hey well who would have knew yeah but the I, thing is like do you think orko's like oh and no one else was gonna try to grab me all you I mean, had I think, to do i'm sure like the conversation afterwards was really awkward when orko's like so uh no one was gonna even try <laughs> yeah no, i mean no one else reached out even that is true maybe that was like oh i see what you think about me it's fine okay (laughs) oh i see how orko spits in you were just gonna be like oh no orko oh geez you're gonna die again oh that's too bad well see you later (laughs) yeah the balance and all that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no evelyn just has to hold him until the portal closes and he's a real boy again cheers by the way okay okay Good lord, uh, boy. So now we are in the, um, back in the castle. Everything has kind of happened. We see Duncan in a really cool outfit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess uh, Audra is bestowed man-at-arms. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> seems totally unearned. I mean, they were kind of hinting at it, I think, with her sort of gadgets and stuff throughout the entire series. But it is something that's funny. It's like they, they made her a member of the Royal Guard two episodes ago. And then all of a sudden she's a <laughs> There's got to be somebody who's been helping out Duncan for like the last decade who was just like, what? Really pissed, yeah. It's probably like the guy to the left on any shot. He's yep. like, hey, what about me? I made that shit. He shot me with his laser and hit me with his fucking collapse of mace. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, by the way. Okay. So yeah, it was uh, that was funny, but it, you know her outfit looks awesome. I like I like how they adapted the man at arms uh, iconography to her to match with her sort of uh, original outfit design, and I think the the new outfit is actually really cool. So great, yeah, I like it. And then uh, Tila and Adam have a heart to heart out on the balcony as they're doing their whole indoor thing. Yeah, it's basically might that part might as well be aside from like the nice circular storytelling where you know we started off with a uh, with a fireworks show in Eternios and we're ending with a fireworks show in Eternios. Um, I thought that this part was uh, was fun just because this, this was mostly for, I felt like, the trolls uh, and the people who do not like this show. Uh, because, you know, Prince Adam's like, well, I guess you don't need He-Man anymore. <laughs> She's like, no, you could still do your He-Man thing. Because yeah, the, like... the, the sorcerers can leave Castle Grayskull now, so why does she need a uh, champion? Cheers, by the way. Okay. Where well, we have... Two minutes left. Yep. So, uh, so, uh, and then yeah, we, uh, yeah. we switch to, uh, Castle Grayskull. Or, sorry, uh, not, we were at Castle Grayskull. We go back to Snake Mountain, where Skeletor is very upset and he is, uh, browbeating his various minions, including Triclops, for worshiping the motherboard, if you'll remember that from, like, the mm -hmm. first series. And, uh, you know, basically getting back to his old skeletory self. Yeah, pretty much being like, what's all this crap around here? Yep. <laughs> and he is, uh, he is going to, uh, he decides to destroy the giant motherboard statue. And, uh, and but his fire is stopped short. Uh, okay, my shot clock stopped. I so, still have okay. one minute. Okay, have, I'm going to just trust you. But anyway, okay, shot right now. Okay, good. But okay, there's uh, one more minute. Okay, but the and the final twist: the motherboard transforms into a woman and shoots out. I'm just gonna say it: Borg-style assimilation tendrils. Yeah, and starts to assimilate uh, Skeletor in a very crazy twist. And then the uh, the final scene of the series is Hordak's Horde symbol appears over her head, as to, as if to say, Hordak's back, baby. That's it. Yeah, and that's all she wrote. That was insane. That part blew me away. I did not see that coming. It's crazy that it, it happened. Uh, but at the same time, like, it is so Borgy. It's so Star Trek-y. Yeah, Phil's definitely borrowed. Um, but that's how the episode ends. It's with the, it basically begs for a season, a series three. Well, it, which we know is coming. We don't. Uh, they, 
No, they they announced Masters Universe Revolution or Revol yeah, Revolution. Oh, I looked it up. I couldn't find an official announcement by Netflix, but you're saying it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I would love to, I love Hordak and that means that the show did well enough. Are we are we with our are we in our last shot? We take take your last shot. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that was exactly three Topo Chicos in an hour. Yeah, oh, we did it. We did all it. Right. Holy shit. Huh? Who knew? Who knew? All, all it would take is an excessive amount of drinking for us to get through something so quickly. Yep. We went through five episodes in an hour. That's got to be a record for us. That's definitely a record. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, that was fun. It was good. Who knows if I'll be regretting it later, but uh, I hope everyone out there enjoyed it as well. What a crazy end to the series. I can't wait to see what they do next. And I think overall, uh, I think that the series was very successful. I think um, there are a couple parts about it that kind of seem too convenient and contrived and kind of made Mm. me roll my eyes when they happened. Uh, but that was sort of balanced out by the coolness of, of all the, of all the fight scenes. And at the end of the day, I kind of just took, took a step back and thought, this is He-Man. Like, He-Man has never been well-written stories. It's been interesting world building with a lot of action and stuff that doesn't always make sense and a lot of stuff that's convenient. So that's, it's very, it's, I mean, it kind of honors the spirit of the original show. It does, but I was actually going to ask you, do you feel like a show like this or even, not even He-Man, but other like cartoons or TV shows that might be reboots mm-hmm. or remakes of things that have kind of gone the more serious bent? Yeah. Do you feel like the, uh, uh, the, the mission of hijinks and just having an episode be like insular? is missing for something like this yes i agree i think here's what my overall thoughts of this series is i like at the end of the at the end of all of it i like what i saw that being said i wish this was actually just a single movie because i think you can do all of this in a single movie or two if you really want to drag it out but i wish this was actually two movies and then we started with a series after those two movies like, you show this big monumental shift, you change the playing field a little bit, you give people new roles, you, some mm-hmm. people die, some people get elevated to, to new positions, and then you start the series after that, and then you do those more traditional, like, bottle episodes and, and uh, you know, the serialized storytelling without the big myth arc um, uh, weight that everything has, but... I think a good analog <clears throat> is what they're doing with Star Trek right now. You have uh, you have Star Trek Discovery, which is gives us our big sort of cinematic world-ending event every episode or every season, I should say. And there's not a lot of time for Star Trek goofiness. And then they also have running concurrently Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is completely self-contained episodes and traditional Star Trek stuff. And I think you can like both for different reasons, and they both bring joy and enjoyment for, you know, being what they are. But 
what is has shown to me is there's space for both. Not everything has to be prestige TV. Give us just some like fun monster of the day stuff, and that's also really relaxing and fun to watch. It, exactly. I. It's funny as I've been watching more and more streaming shows or you know just content in general. This super shift to super serious stuff, even with you know childhood like favorites yeah you know even like the voltrons and you know this masters universe and all that was just like i kind of wish they'd get up to a little bit more tomfoolery that didn't tie into the greater story because i feel like it loses its magic when it takes itself too seriously to your point this could have been a this could have been two movies right like they could have done the first half as a first movie and this is a second movie and i would have been okay with that because i just wanted the i don't want like the the morals or anything like that which still probably honestly would be helpful because i swear i i live my life by them i didn't know how to tread water until i saw gi joe and i did it and it worked so you know good for me i didn't drown in that instance but like you know, just these like kind of life lessons or self-contained episodes where you can just kind of enjoy it versus it being like, oh, what, you know, like what dick joke are we going to have Skeletor do today? <laughs> or, you know, like what what fisting joke is going to be there? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you get Kevin Smith involved with a project and if you're not getting your dick jokes and your fisting jokes, then like I, what are you paying for? <laughs> But that's what I feel like. I kind of wish I would have saw a level of self-control there. Like, look, I, I, I'll laugh when a dude gets kicked in the nuts. That's fucking funny. Uh, as long as you're not that dude. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, or not that person, I should say. Um, but on this instance, it's just kind of like, come on, man. Like, you had an opportunity to take the quote-unquote high road here. But you took us there because you're like, yeah, this is a quick laugh. And I was just like, eh, you know, while a younger John might appreciate that, an older John's kind of like, oh, come on, man. Like, Well, that maybe that's what it's for. Maybe that's for the the younger uh, viewers in the audience are going to have, have – go- they're going to have a lot more fun with that testicular trauma humor. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, I mean – But I agree. Uh, I hope that, that that is my biggest hope for – the part three for revolutions is that we get more tomfoolery, more like we've already set the stage. Now we have a new sorceress. We have He-Man back, send him out on a couple missions, have a couple episodes where it's just wacky, classic He-Man stuff. You could do it now. You've, you've built the structure that it would work within. Yeah. We can't have it just go straight to Hordak, right? Like, yeah. Give us a little bit of breathing room. Give us, you know, I don't want to say classic He-Man, but just give us, like, yeah, these insular episodes, and maybe you hint that Hordak is coming. Yeah, you You get, like, half the season with Cyborg Skeletor, and everyone's like, what's wrong? What's going on with that Skeletor? Yeah, I don't even know if you show Skeletor about halfway through, because I think at this point, if you're going to do, like, uh, Cyborg Skeletor, if he's going to look like, you know, the new Adventures of He-Man version of Skeletor or whatever... Uh then he might as well be the herald of Hordak, right? Like he <laughs> yeah. he's co-opted, so then he should be like, Hordak! And then we hopefully get a cool Hordak and She-Ra and, you know, all the stuff that comes from that. 
Yeah, that would be rad. And it would be rad if they took the She-Ra from, you know, did her in a new style, but took the She-Ra from the uh, She-Ra cartoon and, uh, like, had that be a crossover. That'd be neat. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Oh, what if they blended the art styles? Yeah, have her, like, do multiverse. Have her come in and her, yeah, her just... own art style and be like, hey, it's a different universe. That's why it looks like this. Yeah, get over it. Get over yourselves. Um, I'm, in, I'm, but... I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I know this did take us a while because we were busy and everything that timed into it. And I know that the first episode of this one is just kind of like, all right, uh, that was a thing. But I really do feel like it picks up once you get uh, Hulk Man. Yes, I think uh, I think it really picks up uh, partway through. Once you kind of set aside how convenient all the the twists are and how like the story would have ended not for it not. Uh, these things that you have always existed apparently in the series and that we were unaware of until now. Uh, I think once you're able to get over that, it's a fun ride and there's a lot of fun stuff. I think in a way the second half is paced better than the first one. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's, it tells a single story, but does so in a sort of a really clippy manner. Like you really, it's dealing with the, a single subject for every episode in a way that, works with its kind of storytelling a little bit better than the first part of it. But, uh, yeah, I think it was, at the end of the day, it's fun. And I think the twist at the end was actually pretty cool and made me interested to see where the series would go. And uh, I like it as an evolution of the original He-Man mythos. I think it's a fun way to push it forward. So I hope we get a couple more seasons. I hope, you know, they, they keep going with this mythology and commit to it. I think it could be fun, but I agree with you. I'd love to get back to a place where we're getting 20 episodes a season and a bunch of them are just like throwaway fun stuff because that's fun too. Yeah, I think both have a place. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm I'm with you on this one. All right. Well, I think that we are we are properly sauced having done yes. the, the entire <laughs> power hour. Not I didn't think we would actually I think we were I thought we were going to uh, finished a lot er- earlier, but instead we uh, we did it. I hope everyone you out had, there... Go ahead. You had a couple of moments of laughing that lost us two precious minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, well... Trying to figure out how Skeletor has uh, relations. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, fair enough. I mean, we still got there in the end. Yes, we uh, did. And uh, so I hope everyone out there, I hope you uh, had fun. And specifically to the fan who wrote in, this is all for you. So, you know, other fans out there who are hesitant to join the the uh, discussion, just, you know, keep in mind, we're, we're listening. And, uh, we, you know, we're doing it for you. So uh, I hope you specifically, you know who you are. I hope that well, you... Well, I mean, I could say their name, just their first name. I don't think it's too bad. Well, uh, you know, I would say that if they didn't give us express permission to do so, I'm just going to leave them anonymous, but I think they'll know who they well, are. Well, we're talking to you. Yeah. You who sent the email in and asked about, specifically about the moment at the end of this episode about Skeletor. Uh, this is all for you. But... Uh, I hope everyone else out there enjoyed it. And, of course, if you're wondering about our other thoughts about the rest of Skeletor, you can go back and check our other podcast, Dear Skeletor, the official, or the unofficial, maybe the official? Who knows? We're, we're out here. Come on, Netflix. Kevin Smith, get it <laughs> Uh But uh, the unofficial Master of the Universe companion. 
Um, so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, take it away, Fordak. A big thank you to BurtonM6 for all the incredible music on our show. You can find a link to his Fiverr page in our show notes. You can also find links to our social media, Discord, and merch store in our show notes as well. Just click that Pico link. From us here at Pop Saga to all of you out there, we want to say thank you for joining us. Your support means the world. We hope that you're feeling happy and healthy, and we'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Now here's John with one last bit of sage advice before we say goodbye. Thanks, Fordak. Remember, folks, until next time, be kind to each other, because when it comes to making the world a better place for everyone, you have the power! Let's go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. To all my people, if you're into He-Man, the Skeletor, the unofficial Revelations companion, it's more than a cartoon, I'm here to let you know, Masters of the Universe, Revelations, for sure, we breaking down the episodes, this is what you need in, before He-Man grab somebody and start eating, from Evil Lynn, Clamp Champ, Teela, and the Man of Arms, they have the power, so come and join the squad, yeah, the Skeletor, the unofficial Revelations companion, let's go.